This anointed teaching by Apostle Theo Volmerans comes to you from Christian Family Church International. Hi, family. So glad we can be together again in South Africa. And so glad that you are allowed to go back into churches again. Wow, what a relief. We praise God that we have this freedom. Amen. All right, so all of you in the church building, give yourselves a great big praise, God. I want to hear you. And all of you in the theater, I want to hear you from the church building. I want to hear you from the theater all the way into the church. And all of you upstairs in the Dr. Thea, I want to hear you too. And all of you in the Dr. Bev, I want to hear you. Give yourselves a great big praise, God. And all of you in the Sheila Palmer, you're a small group, but you make a big noise and we can all hear you. Praise the Lord. And all of you at home, welcome to church this morning. Praise the Lord. All right, today we have another very exciting Bible study as we study the life of Bible heroes. Now, last week we studied the life of David, right? And we're going to continue studying the life of Bible heroes, and today we're going to look at Esther, a great, great story. Very interesting. Very interesting. Okay, in the, in the book of Esther, read of a story that took place in Persia. The book of Esther begins with Queen Vasity refusing to obey an order from her husband, King Exorus. She was banished from the king's presence because she refused to obey his instructions. A search began for a new queen. Esther, a young Jewish woman, was the most beautiful woman in all of the land. And she was chosen to be the royal queen. Is this coincidence or is this God at work that she was chosen to be the royal queen, this Jewish woman? Esther chapter 2 verse 15. The Bible says, Esther obtained favor in the sight of all who saw her. All who saw her. She had favor with everybody. God has given you even more favor than he gave to Esther back then. Because the Bible tells us in Ephesians 1 verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every dot, dot, dot blessing. Okay. Say that with me. God has blessed me with every blessing. Again, let me hear you. Everybody, please, say this. Receive it right now. Say, God has blessed me with every blessing. Because that's what it says here in Ephesians 1.3. We have to believe that. Become conscious of God's favor in your life. And if you do, you'll receive more favor, more experiences of God's blessing. Be aware of it. Be conscious of it. And if you are, you will receive and see more favor in your life. Romans 8.32. God, who did not spare his own son, 
but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with Jesus also freely give us all things? Said that when God gave Jesus, he freely gave me with Jesus all things. Praise God. So there's two scriptures to confirm you are blessed. If you ask God to bless you, <laughs> additionally above that, he's going to create something he hasn't made yet <laughs> because everything in existence is your blessing. Praise the Lord. Meanwhile, Mordecai, Esther's older cousin, who looked after her and raised her like his own daughter, became a government official. One day as Mordecai was on duty at the palace, he overheard two guards at the king's private quarters plotting to assassinate the king. Mordecai reported this plot to Queen Esther who told the king and saved the king's life. You got it? So Esther's older cousin reported this to Esther, the queen, and she informed the king and saved his life. Now, was that incident a coincidence? Was it coincidence? Or is that God at work again the second time? The second command in the empire was a man named Haman. He was right under the king. He was the president under the king. He carried the king's signet ring. He had a lot of authority. He ran the whole kingdom for the king. All right, his name is Haman. Haman was self-seeking, proud and arrogant. He expected everybody to bow down before him when he walked by. Imagine that. Walking down the street, he expected everybody to bow down and worship him. Now, Mordecai was a true Jew, and he would not bow and worship anything except God. This made Haman very mad. He was furious. Every time he walked past Mordecai, he refused to bow, and he freaked out. So Haman designed a plot to kill Mordecai and all the Jews in the entire empire. Now, Satan was behind this idea. He inspired Haman to kill all the Jews. Why? Because he's trying to stop the seed from coming. See, the seed came through Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all the Jews down to Mary. Jesus was born through Mary. And uh, Jesus entered the world, our Savior. So if Satan could have stopped the seed by killing all the Jews then Christ would not have been born. All right, Mordecai told Esther about Haman's plan to kill the Jews. The king granted Haman permission to execute all the Jews. The king gave Haman, the second in charge, permission to kill all the Jews. And the date was set for March 7, March 7, the following year. 
Now, when Mordecai learnt of this plan, he tore his clothes and put on sackcloth and ashes and went out into the city wailing loudly and bitterly, wearing sackcloth and ashes in the streets, crying out. When Queen Esther heard about this, her cousin doing that, she sent a messenger to find out what on earth is going on. Why are you doing this? So Mordecai asked Esther to go before the king and beg for mercy and plead for her people's lives because she was a Jew. So Esther sent back a message to say, the whole world knows that if anyone appears before the king in his inner court, without being invited, they will die. Unless the king holds out his golden scepter. If he holds out the golden scepter, you can come in. If you walk in that front door, he doesn't do that off with your head. So she said that the king had not called her into his presence for over a month. For over a month, he hasn't, she hasn't been to him. Right, we're going to read Esther chapter 4 verse 13. Mordecai sent this reply to Esther the queen. Don't think for a moment that because you're in the palace, you will escape when all other Jews are killed. If you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will come from some other place. But you and your relatives will die. You and relatives will die. So, you see, Mordecai knew that God is going to protect the seed. He knew that somehow God would do that. And then he goes on to say to her, who knows if perhaps you were made queen for just such a time as this. He says, think about this. Perhaps you were made queen for this moment, because God knew about it, to bring deliverance to all the Jews. Then Esther sent this reply back to Mordecai. Verse 16. Go and gather together all the Jews of Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will do the same. And then, Though it is against the law, I will go in to see the king. If I must die, I must die. So Mordecai went away and did everything as Esther had ordered him. Let's look at this statement in the New King James translation. That's Esther 4 verse 14. Who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Now, Satan's plan is to still do the same thing today. He wants to stop you and me from telling others about Jesus. He wants to stop them from finding eternal salvation. Satan wants everybody to burn in hell along with him. He tried to stop the seed from coming to the earth, and now he tries to stop us talking about him. Mark chapter 4, verse 14, a very well-known portion of scripture, but it'd be bare, it's worth looking at right now. The sower sows the word, and these are the ones sown by the wayside where the word is sown. 
When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Can you see Satan is after the word? He was after the word back then in Esther's time. Jesus, the word, the seed. And he doesn't want you to preach the word. And if you do tell somebody anything about the Bible, they're going to, the devil's going to try and stop them. He's going to try and stop you from understanding what I'm saying right now if you can. Because he comes immediately, you hear it, to steal it. He's off the word all the time. Because he knows the word of God brings us faith. And when we have faith in our hearts, family, we can face any challenge that comes our way. And we can stop every attack of the devil. The shield of faith. Ephesians 6, verse 16. will stop every fiery dart of the devil. There's not one problem that comes your way that your faith will not conquer for you. Your faith in God will bring you deliverance. Say this. I declare, I resist these problems, this circumstance. In the name of Jesus... This battle is the Lord's. Now, you see, when you say that, you put up your shield, every attack of the devil that's coming your way is destroyed. Stand on that. Don't give in. The problem has to disappear. All right, verse 17. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises, for the word's sake, immediately they, they stumble. So you see, persecution arises for the word's sake. Problems come our way because of the Word. The devil is behind it. John 10.10, 10, Jesus said the thief, Satan, does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said the only reason the devil comes is to kill you, steal from you, and destroy you. No other reason. And he says, I have come that you may have life, that you might have it more abundantly. So Satan uses his agents to bring bad things to good people. The devil uses people to bring bad things to good people. He uses bad people to bring bad things to good people. And don't be surprised about that. It's in the Bible. Just speak to it. No matter who brings bad stuff to you, Speak to it in the realm of the Spirit and stop those demons behind them. So just like Haman is trying to destroy, destroy Mordecai and the Jewish people to stop Jesus from coming to the world, he didn't realize that, though. He didn't realize that. He just had this overwhelming urge to kill all the Jews. But the devil was motivating that. Now, just like... Haman is trying to destroy Mordecai and the Jewish people to stop Jesus from coming to the world. Satan will try and stop you from bringing Jesus to the world around you. So, just like Haman was trying to stop Mordecai and the Jewish people, he's going to try and stop you. He's going to try and stop you. He won't let you preach the gospel. He won't let you talk about Jesus to people. He'll try and discourage you and he'll try and make the people you talk to uh, just not pay attention. So be careful. Watch out for that. Understand his demonic spirits and speak to those demons and command them to back off in the name of Jesus while you're witnessing. If you sense that, 
lack of concentration, lack of interest, or before you witness to somebody, just say, Satan, I bind you in the name of Jesus. You will not interfere in this. So, the world desperately needs salvation. And they desperately need help to solve life's problems. They don't know the solution is Jesus. All right, so Queen Esther goes in before the king. The king raises his scepter and says, what can I do for you? I'll give you anything you want, even up to half of my kingdom. Boy, now that's favor, is it not? All right, so the queen invites the king and Haman to a banquet that evening. At the banquet, the king asks the queen, what is it that you really want? And she replied, if you'll come back to a banquet tomorrow night, I will tell you what I really want. So the king says, fine, we'll have another banquet tomorrow night. And after the banquet that night, Haman was feeling on top of the world. He had dinner with the queen and the king, and no one else was invited to the dinner, just the three of them. He went home and he, he felt like a million dollars. So, on the way home, Haman sees Mordecai, who refuses to bow before him. This makes him so angry, he tells his wife and friends about it. So you can just imagine, I mean, he's just come from the king and the queen's dinner, and now he thinks he's all that in a bag of chips, right? He's hot stuff. And he comes walking down the street, strutting along, and yeah, he sees Mordecai, and Mordecai refuses to bow. Everybody else is bowing all around him wherever he goes, and Mordecai won't. So he, he totally flips out. He goes and tells his wife about it and tells his friends, and they all say, well, listen, Boulder Gallows, 75 feet high, and ask the king if you can hang Mordecai on those gallows. Just waste him. Just waste him. That night, the king can't sleep. Now, this is the night after the first banquet. He calls for the historical records of the kingdom. As he's paging through the records, he notices that Mordecai saved his life and asked if he'd ever been rewarded. So remember that, right? So Mordecai told Queen Esther what those two security guards were planning to execute him and... So, saved his life. Now he finds out about, he remembers the incident. So the next morning when he wakes up, okay, bright and early, here comes Haman. He's strutting along, he's so excited. He arrives at the palace, he's going to ask the king if he can execute Mordecai on the 75 foot high gallows. 25 meters higher than he made. So the king asked Haman, before he can say a thing, the king says, what should I do if I really want to honor a man? If I really want to honor a man, I mean, really, what should I do? Come up with some great idea. And of course, Haman thinks, well, who else would he want to honor except me? I mean, I'm his right-hand man. So this is for me, right? I mean, look at this. Everything's going my way, you know. 
Everything's going my way. So, of course, I had a dinner last night, and he wants to honor me, so he starts thinking. And this is what he says. Esther 6, verse 8. The king should bring out one of the king's own royal robes, as well as a horse that the king himself has ridden on, one with a royal emblem on its head. Let the robes and the horse be handed over to one of the king's most noble officials. And let him see that the man whom the king wishes to honor is dressed in the king's robes and led through the city square on the king's horse. Have the official shout as they go. This is what the king does for someone he wishes to honor. All right, so he's thinking that's for me, right? 10, verse 10. Excellent, the king said to Haman. Quick, take the robes and my horse and do just as you have said for Haman the Jew. Wow. Can you imagine? That must be like pricking a balloon. Puff, all the wind goes out, right? Just do as you have said for Mordecai the Jew, who sits at the gate of the palace, leave out nothing you have suggested. So it goes down there, the guy sitting in sackcloth and ashes, and he puts him, he dresses him in the king's robes, puts him on the king's horse, and walks in front of him and said, this is what the king does for the man he wants to greatly honor. And he walks through the city. I can just imagine Haman, what he went through. Wow. So Haman took the robes and put them on Mordecai, placed him on the king's own horse, and led him through the city square, shouting, this is what the king does for someone he wishes to honor. So at the banquet that night, now the banquet, the second banquet, Queen Esther tells the king about Haman's evil plot to kill her and all the Jews, because she's a Jewess. So he tells, there's Haman sitting right there, and so she tells the king what Haman is planning, to kill her, his queen, his wife, and to kill all the Jews. The, sick, the king is so enraged, he gets up from his table where they're eating, and uh, he walks out into the garden, freaking out. Just leaves the table, walks out in the garden. Now, Haman stayed behind. His fuses were blowing, freaking out, and he falls on the queen, and he begs her, for mercy. Please, I beg you, Queen Esther, for mercy. Don't let me die. Save my life. I'm so sorry I did this stupid thing. Now he's lying on the queen and he's crying. Crying out and wailing. So, while well, she's reclining in that, because in those days they would recline when they ate, you know. Sit up like, in, like they're tanning in the pool, at the swimming pool. So the king came back from the garden, and he saw Haman lying on top of his wife, and he says, will Haman even assault the queen right here in the palace before my very eyes? As soon as the king had finished speaking, 
His attendants covered Haman's face with a black cloth bag, zipped it up, signaling his doom. And one of the king's assistants told him, told the king, that Haman had built the 75-foot-high gallows, which is 25 meters high approximately, to hang Mordecai on it. So the king told his, his workers, go hang Haman on his own gallows. Go hang Haman on the gallows he built. Esther verse, chapter 8, verse 1. On that same day, King Exodus gave the property of Haman, the enemy of the Jews, to Queen Esther. All the land and houses he owned, he gave that to Queen Esther. Then Mordecai was brought before the king. For Esther had told the king how they were related. This is my cousin. The king took off his signet ring, okay, which he had taken from Haman and gave it to Mordecai. And Esther appointed Mordecai to be in charge of Haman's property. So, now, Esther owns all Haman's property, and Esther put Mordecai in charge of it. But the king made Haman, sorry, Mordecai, the king made Mordecai the president of his entire kingdom, his entire kingdom, president. He had his signet ring. He would just stamp whatever he commanded. He ran it, just like Joseph did. The lives of all the Jews were spared, and the king ordered the Jews to execute all those who were planning to kill them. You got it? So the king said to the Jews, Whoever decided to plan to kill you, execute them. Mordecai was promoted as president to all the empire under king's command. Queen Esther and King Exodus lived happily ever after. Now, you might not realize this today, but you have come into the kingdom of Christ for just such a time as this. You could have been born at any of the ages in the past, or maybe not born at all. But God chose you to be born at this time. And, and I believe that the end times, that's where we are right now. We're at the very, very end of the end times. I believe this is when God chose his best warriors, his most powerful warriors, people of faith and power, to be here, to stand for him, not to cave, not to cave. Stand against the pressures of life. There's more pressure now than there ever was in history. More stuff coming at us every day than ever was in history. And life is so much faster than it was 100 years ago or 1,000 years ago. So God had his, has his best, his A-team to play now in the closing chapters of the book of Acts. And you are in that team. God called you and chose you for this. Yes, you have been born for such a time as this. To reach out to your neighbors and strangers and let them know about Jesus the Savior. 
It is time for us to fast. It's time for us to pray. It's time for us to seek God for South Africa, for Africa, for the rest of the world, for our friends, our families, our neighbors, those who work for and work with. It's time for us to fast and pray and seek God, just like they did in Esther's time. That's the message that God has for us. That's the shadow, the type, really, from that shadow. So evil has risen up against us, just like it rose against them. When we look around our world today, evil is on the rise, no doubt about it. There's disease, there's pandemics everywhere, plagues everywhere. The spirit of the Antichrist is trying to establish his kingdom in the earth. He wants to rule the world as a dictator. He wants to turn the human race into slaves. I mean that, into slaves. You can see this in the Bible. It's prophesied that eventually he will succeed. The Antichrist plans to turn the human race into slaves. Worse than Hitler. Worse than anything you've ever seen in your life or imagined. You can see this in the Bible. I'm not making it up. Revelation 13, from verse 11 to 18. You can write that down. Revelation 20, verse 4. Revelation 14, verse 9 through to verse 11. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And Revelation chapter 17. And Daniel chapter 7. Now, so I've given you five scriptural references. Five. To prove this is true. Now remember, out of the mouth of two or three scriptures or witnesses, every truth is established as a doctrine. So this is clearly Bible doctrine. There's an antichrist coming He's even now here, the spirit of Antichrist is in the world today. And he's going to be possessed by Satan, a world leader, who will be the world president. The world president, taken over by the devil. So nations will lose their sovereignty and bow the knee to one government. That's coming. That's coming. So, you need to pray. Seek God for mighty outpouring of your spirit. Let's have a revival in all CFC churches. Let's have a revival. That's what God wants. He said that his spirit will be poured out upon all flesh. Let's believe that, confess that, and pray it in. All right, remember what the Lord Jesus said in Matthew 7, 7. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Romans 8.31. If God is for us, who can be against us? Now, it doesn't matter what you see going on around you, what the devil does. It's all smoke and mirrors. The truth is God Almighty is on your side. It's all smoke and mirrors. The devil's tantrums will not succeed. Hear me today. You win. We read the end of the book. 
Because Esther and Mordecai and God's people sought the Lord, God caused the evil plans of Haman to fall back on himself. God caused the evil plans of Haman to backfire on himself. And God promoted Mordecai and delivered the Jews because they sought the Lord. Now God will do the same for you. He'll do the same for me. Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he did it for them, he'll do it for us. When Satan brings a problem our way, God has the power to turn that problem into a blessing. Again, when Satan brings a problem our way, God has the power to turn that problem into a blessing. Just like he did there. Haman thought he'd bring all this to bear on the Jews. God turned that attack of the devil around and blessed the Jews and blessed Mordecai and blessed Esther. Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. All right, Acts 17, 26. Now watch this very carefully here, okay? For one man, sorry, from one man, God made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he determined the times set for them and the exact places where they should be born or where they should live. So God determined the exact time you should be born. Look at that. From one man, God made every nation of earth, of men, that they should inhabit the whole earth, and he determined the times set for them. God determined the time you should be born and the exact places where they should live. So you find yourself where you are right now. Do not worry about it. God is going to use you right there, and he's going to prosper you and protect you and provide for you in every way. All right? Your faith in God will see you through. We'll see you through. Jeremiah 29, 11. For another plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. It doesn't matter what the devil's plans are. They, they, they are irrelevant. God's plans are plans of prosperity and hope and a great future. Say so that God plans for me to prosper and have hope and have a great future. Praise the Lord. All right, so last weekend we studied the life of David. This weekend we studied the life of Esther. Next weekend we're going to study the life of Daniel. Daniel, what a powerful, powerful man. You'll be blown away when you hear the details of the life of Daniel. We're studying the life of Bible heroes and certainly Daniel qualifies to be one of our Bible heroes. Amen. So we can be greatly encouraged from the life by the life of Daniel. All right. Well, we sure love you. Every head bowed, please, and every eye closed. How many would say, Apostle Theo, today I want to give my life to Jesus. If that's you, while heads are bowed, eyes are closed. 
If you want to know that you're going to heaven, for sure. If you're not sure, you can be. I'm going to pray for you right now, and God's going to put that assurance in your heart. So let me count to three. If you want to be included in my prayer, slip your hand up when I count to three. Are you ready? I'm praying. Heads bowed, eyes closed. It's between you and Jesus right now. So put your hand up. He'll look at it. He'll see it. That's what matters. doesn't matter that no one else is looking. What matters is that Jesus is looking. All right, I'm counting to three. Put your hand up. One, two, three. Praise God. Praise God. Now say this prayer with me. With your hand raised, say this prayer with me. And all of you in the building, say this prayer with me. And all of you watching at home. Dear God, thank you for sending Jesus. Jesus, come into my heart. Thank you, Lord. Please forgive me for all of my sins. Thank you, Lord. I declare, you are the Lord of my life. From today, I will live for you with all my heart. Praise God, I am now saved, bound for heaven. God is my Father. Jesus is my Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, congratulations. You may open your eyes. Give them a great big praise God, everybody. So proud of you all and all of you watching at home, wherever you are around the world. So proud of you all for accepting Christ as your Savior. And remember, if you'll continue to fellowship with Jesus, you will make it to heaven. It's just that simple. Stay in fellowship with Jesus from now on and you will make it to heaven. Nothing can stop you. Amen? All right. Well, we sure love you and we'll see you next weekend. And we trust in God. Pray with us. We trust in God to come to South Africa in February. And we trust in God to be there for three or four weeks. So pray with us and agree with us that it'll happen. All right. God bless you all. See you soon. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. Thank you.